Hello everyone and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Wednesday to you all. I hope that you're having a fantastic day. Whether your day is just beginning in the middle or towards the end, I hope that it's going really well. I hope that you're feeling productive, you're feeling excited, you're in the middle of the week, so you're kind of halfway there, right? That's the kind of mindset that many of us have and um, sometimes I feel like lately Wednesdays have been really crappy for me, but I've been trying not to hold on to that mindset and just realize every single day could be crappy or great or amazing or lukewarm um so you never know can't just assign negative feelings to a day you know how people always talk about having a case of the mondays which i do find funny however it's important to realize that mondays can be fantastic i actually like mondays and the idea uh behind uh starting a new week having new opportunities to just slay your week and feel so productive and on top of everything but i digress so i do have the hope that you're having a great day if you're having a hard day, I always encourage everyone to do the five minute reset, which is to take at least five minutes to be by yourself and allow yourself to reboot, restart, come back to baseline and just begin your day again. It also gives you the opportunity to, um, problem solve any issues, direct problems that you were dealing with so that when you have to go back and face those again, you will have a resolution in hand to use and to move forward. And also um, having the five minute reset time gives you an opportunity to take a break from any issues or problems or burdens that is causing you um, extra stress, anxiety, or worry that you just really don't need. No one needs any of that. So it's a great time to decompress and start again. I always encourage everyone in the five minute reset to take it to come up with a list of at least four items that they are grateful and those can be really big things, really small things or medium sized things. You know, you can be grateful that a friend was able to stop by and have dinner or hang out with you and play games. You can be grateful that you're able to take a nap and just kind of like refresh in the middle of the day. Maybe you're grateful that work is going really well. Maybe you're grateful that um, you got to celebrate a friend's birthday or another event, whatever it is, it, you can be grateful for it. And that is the beauty of uh, just feeling like that gratefulness. And it, it's it's amazing because there is like a never-ending list of things you can be grateful for because they don't have to be super big things like being grateful for being blessed with another day, which is amazing and something we should be thankful for. Um, but it just, it really just evens the playing field and you can be grateful for anything. And last but not least, make sure that before you leave your five minute reset that you're feeling at least neutral, if not positive about the rest of your day so that you do not pass along your negative feelings to anyone else and that you embrace the mindset shift and perspective change that you were given when you created your gratitude list and realize that despite what you're going through, and I'm not here to diminish your feelings, but realize that despite what you're going through, that you still have amazing, wonderful things to be grateful for in your life and it might be helpful to focus more on those things and the negative to get through those hard times. But I do hope that you're having a fantastic day. Just a reminder that this week we were talking about top 10 tips of different mental health issues that all of us struggle with, go with, and might need some quick tips on. And today, Wednesday, we're going to talk about coping with stress. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. Today I'm going to give you some tips on how to cope with stretch, stress, <laughs> cope with stress in the moment and over time. So not necessarily just in that moment where the stress hits, but also how to manage it um, ongoing. Um, number one is to try to prepare 
in advance. Whether this is laying out the things you need in advance or creating a plan ahead of time, anything to eliminate decision fatigue or confusion in the moment will cut back on stress for yourself and the situation, if applicable. Um, I love uh, lowering my stress by if I'm going to get up really early to do something, I like to lay everything out. So for example, I like to work out in the morning. So I will add the night before, I will always pull out my gym clothes because it's one uh, less step that I have to do in the morning. It also... Uh, it, it kind of forces me to make sure that I will get up and go work out because I've already set out the clothes, you know, and then my husband's already seen the clothes. So he's like, oh, you're going to work out. You know, that's someone that's like holding me accountable without them even realizing that they are. And, you know, it just, and it kind of gets me excited to pick out my clothes because I'm like, oh, what am I going to wear for upper body day? And how am I going to look cute and make, feel cute and confident going to the gym? You know what I mean? So I like doing that. Or another way to do this would be to, um, create some sort of list of things that you have to do right when you get up so that you don't feel um, overwhelmed or like like you might forget everything, you know what I mean? So just preparing in advance or let's say you have to get up for an early flight, just make sure all your bags are packed and you um, and if you do have to leave some things out, you leave it all consolidate together in one area so that after you use it in the morning, you can just throw it in a bag and be on your way. But anything you can do to prepare in advance will definitely um, mitigate, uh, minimal, minimize, minimize stress. Number two is to create boundaries. Personal boundaries are lifesavers and just saying no more often when you don't want to do something or aren't able to is super helpful. I do not want to go on a tangent about personal boundaries, but I can. I so can. But if you do want to learn more about it, I do have five whole episodes that I did because I talked about personal boundaries for a whole entire week. So I encourage you to go back to the archives of the podcast and listen to those episodes to learn more. However, personal boundaries are very important because you don't want to overextend yourself when you are aren't able to or you know that it will hurt you. You do not want to allow people to take advantage of you and you also want to make sure that you, um, what is the word I want to say? You want to be able to maximize the amount of energy that you have to get everything done and if you're always promising energy to all these other things that you just truly can't do or manage, it's not helpful to you, it's not helpful to them and it'll burn you out even quicker than the rate you're going by just trying to be overly nice and feeling obligated to other people when you really need to be obligated to yourself first and them next because you can't continue to pour from an empty cup. You just really can't. So I always encourage you create boundaries and obviously those boundaries are going to be different for different people in your life which is totally fine other people you might be willing to step over a little bit but other people you might need to have like a hard gate up where you're like seriously no <laughs> so create boundaries number three is to work on time management skills if you find a lot of stress stemming from getting behind on things or being late Work on creating a calendar system or a to-do list that works best for you. You know, even setting your clocks ahead could help if you are chronically late. As long as you don't realize that you've set them ahead and then you're doing the math in your head and then you're still late. You know what I mean? Sometimes I do that. Uh, but yeah, create some sort of calendar system. So if you are the type of person that likes to use a planner, like one written, um, I would it to 
to encourage yourself to use it more. I would make it more fun. Maybe you want to order like specific stickers that are made for planners. Uh, that's what I did or, or get really fun markers to use or highlighters. Just get a planner that you actually enjoy using that has space for everything you want to input. Or if you're just like a list person, uh, maybe you can just get a nice notepad that has your name on it or has the color scheme that you really enjoy so you can make lists of things you need to do. Maybe you prefer it to be on your phone or on your computer or on your Apple Watch, whatever it may be, find a system that works best for you that you actually enjoy using and do that so that you can work on time management and making sure everything is organized as much as possible so that you don't forget things and that you can uh, be more on top of the things that need to get done. Number four is journal. <laughs> Journaling, you know, writing out your feelings can be really helpful and taking time to reflect back on how you were feeling and seeing if there are any similarities or trends in how you are feeling can help pinpoint what is driving the issue. And journaling doesn't have to be just writing it down in a notebook. You can definitely um, type it up on your computer or on your phone. You can record voice notes. You can do talk to text. There are so many different options for journaling that you can find the one that fits best for you. But journaling definitely helps to um, minimize stress because if you just get out everything that you're feeling, what you're going through, what needs to get done, um, maybe you just need to journal like different ideas uh, so you can get them out on paper and do some sort of mind mapping or elimination list so that you can figure out what needs to happen. And that can definitely reduce your stress, um, especially if you don't prefer talking to people about your problems. If you want to just journal it in like a diary format, then you can reflect on that back later, reflect back on that later. And again, find similarities or trends that can help you point in, point you in the right direction. Number five is to exercise. Um, I definitely, I definitely knew, I just knew from the beginning of this week that I'd be talking about exercise every single day, especially tomorrow since that whole one is talking about fitness. Uh, but forgive me if this sounds redundant, but exercise is so important. And again, you don't have to do weightlifting if you don't like it. I love weightlifting, but maybe you don't. And maybe you don't like running and maybe you don't like walking, but maybe you like doing dance classes or maybe you like just doing jump rope or maybe you like doing yoga. Um, choose the thing that you best like to do and do it. Whatever type of movement you're into, do it to get that release of endorphins and experience relaxation and the bonus of feeling productive because you completed uh, some sort of movement with your body, which is definitely productive. You should do that every single day as much as you can. Um, I do work out. I try to work out four to five days a week. And then other days I try to do at least a little bit of walking or a good amount of uh, movement on my feet around my home or, you know, wherever I need to go so that I could not just be a slug on the weekends. That's how I feel. That's not necessarily how you have to feel. But it just keeps me going and, and, and helps me feel productive and good about myself and what I'm doing for my body. And it does help me to um, minimize stress. Usually if I am super, super overly stressed, I will do some sort of workout or exercise because it helps calm me down and just make me feel really, really good. Number six is to break down tasks and projects to prevent feeling overwhelmed. So if your stress is derived from feeling like you have too many things to do or the things that you have to do are super big, take the time to break it down into different smaller steps. And even if you need to break those down into even smaller steps so it feels less overwhelming, do that. I always encourage you to like get that out in some sort of 
like map or like you can write down on a piece of paper or find a way to map it on your computer or your phone so that you have everything organized um, not just like think it out, out loud and then not have anything to fall back on to remember what you need to do next like have next steps uh, but it's really important that if you do feel overwhelmed just break things down break things down even and this doesn't have to pertain to just like school or work or anything like that. It can pertain to just like if you feel overwhelmed with all the chores that you have to do in your home, um, maybe you're about to host an event or just like want to feel on top of your crap at your house, create a list. So you're like, okay, I have to clean the house. And then your next thing down from that would be like, okay, I have to clean the kitchen. And then your next thing down from that would be like, okay, I need to clean out the fridge okay then you need to start with the condiment um section then you can do the crisper drawers and then you can do the free shelves and then you can do the freezer like you can really break it down to to be the most minimal step so it feels less overwhelming and then you feel more productive and like you got more things done because you're checking more things off your list because it's broken down into more things as opposed to just cleaning the kitchen or cleaning the house you know what I mean so that's super helpful and can definitely help minimize stress. Number seven is to identify your unhealthy coping mechanisms. I think that out of this whole list, and as I mentioned on Monday, these are not ranked in order, but I think that for this one, this is like one of the most important ones and one I definitely want you to take away if you take anything away from this particular list about coping with stress. When you are stressed, what ask yourself like what do you find yourself doing to deal with it that really isn't working but you tell yourself it is in the moment habits like sleeping all the time or sleeping more often than not um, overeating pulling away from social activities or friends that you're normally really close with and that you connect with on the regular excessive drinking or taking your feelings out on others isn't the way to deal with your stress it's just not identify what your negative coping mechanisms are and replace those with healthier and more helpful habits which are some of the tips that i'm giving you today but just realize that if you are engaging in those things, those negative ones that I mentioned, you're going to have to have those come to Jesus moments with yourself and realize that you need to cut that out because that's not going to help you get over your stress. Now, I will say the whole sleeping all day thing. I definitely am on the side of taking naps. I'm a napper. I love a good nap. It's so great. There's definitely a time where you can sleep longer than you need to and that can kind of mess up your whole day. Um, but I believe in naps. So I don't think that napping is necessarily sleeping all day unless you're taking like so many naps during the day or you're just like not getting up when you need to and always going back to bed. There's like definitely a line there, uh, a line in the sand between those things, but I definitely want to encourage you to take naps. If that is your jam, I would say like 30 minutes is probably good, 45 at the most. Sometimes I take an hour nap and I feel crappy. There's been times where I take a 20 minute nap and I feel great. So you got to find your perfect amount, but just try to replace those unhealthy habits and any other ones you have with healthier options, some of the things I'm mentioning today, and anything else that you can research or get uh, suggestions from a professional about. Number eight is to shift your mindset. If you are struggling with perfectionism, being a people, people pleaser, or anything related to those, you have to work on shifting your mindset to more positive ideals and train of thoughts. You have to allow yourself to make mistakes, care, 
about yourself first and be more realistic with yourself and expectations of yourself and others around you. You have to, if you are just finding yourself like to the moon with stress, and none of like just any sort of practical tips of like exercising and sleeping more and things like that will help you definitely need to find a way to shift your mindset because maybe you're just focusing in on um, everything that you have to do for everyone else how nothing is ever going to be correct um, how you know you're focusing on all these negative thoughts you have to change your mindset because from there your ability to manage your stress will grow because you're not letting just the negative ideals of your life um, overtake you, um, you are trying to start with a positive mindset and then tackle any sort of bad habits or lack of positive habits that can help reinforce uh, a positive mindset and uh, less stress to help you be more organized um, and become your best self. So I definitely encourage you to shift your mindset as much as you can and step away from perfectionism and being a people pleaser, which I also have episodes on if you are interested. Um, But I know that those are really hard things to recover from. I am still currently recovering from those things for engaging in those things for a good portion of my entire life. So I understand the struggle, but you have to try and actually put in the work so you can become your best self. Number nine is to talk to someone. Um, This is probably just like exercise where I'm going to get to mention in every single episode, but you have to talk to someone, talk to someone that you trust, talk to someone that can help you. So whether that is a counselor, like a professional therapist, or that is a really close friend, a family member, someone that you trust, your partner, your spouse, whomever it is, I encourage you to talk to them, tell them how you're feeling, tell them what you're going through, tell them what your struggles are, tell them what's kind of holding you back, tell them that what's driving you crazy, you know, tell them what's the issues that are really getting at you and the triggers that you have for the stress that you're experiencing and see if they can help you or see if they can point you in the direction of someone that actually can help you but talk to someone that you feel comfortable with that you feel safe with that can help you or point you in the right direction of someone else that can help you and finally number 10 pet an animal or take a shower i understand that those are like two tips in one but the one that i really wanted to put was to pet an animal but i understand that not everyone has animals or not everyone wants animals. So um, I encourage you to cuddle or pet your animal if you have one. If you do not, take a shower to reset your mind. Both activities will give you something else to think about. So my husband really enjoys taking showers and I have read and researched that a lot of people it's kind of a really easy way to reset your day by just taking a shower and you can, I know that like shower thoughts are really, really powerful. My husband talks about them all the time. There's also even a whole Reddit about it if you're interested in that, but you just get these profound ideas, but it's also a time to like relax and just focus on like getting yourself, um, clean if you do need to actually shower to become clean or maybe you'll just like let yourself be calm with like the warm water or maybe you want to take a cold shower whatever you're into and let the steam just roll over you and let your mind relax for a little bit and just restart your day um you know at the top of every episode I always talk about doing the five minute reset which you can also do but if you prefer you can always just take a shower and that's kind of the same thing in regards to petting your animal Anytime that I've been sad or stressed or overwhelmed, I will go and pet my dog. I will give him hugs and cuddles and tell him how much I love him and um, just like snuggle up with him. And I feel so content and calm. And, you know, he is definitely probably the... 
it's it's he's almost like an emotional support animal like really like he just helps me so so much so okay you guys well that's all the tips that i have for coping with stress Thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, my name is Sabrina. I really, really hope that you enjoyed this episode. The tips were fun and helpful. And if you know anyone else that would really enjoy this episode, I encourage you to share it with them, share the show with them. I appreciate everyone that's out there doing that. Thank you so, so much. Um, Tomorrow, we are talking about putting fitness first. So if you're interested in that, I encourage you to come back and check the description box for notes for the show. Where to find me on Instagram, which is at Real Positive Girl Podcast. My send me an email with any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, topic suggestions, feedback at uh, Real Positive Girl Podcast at gmail.com. But until next time, I hope you have a fantastic Wednesday. And I will I'll see you guys later. Bye.